0: And unhinged as always and forever i'm your host jeremy granite i'm blessed to be here today with both of my co-hosts mike gaddy welcome back
1: howdy <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, howdy <laughs> howdy
0: a little a little accent a little sweet. And, and the lovely alex welcome back as always
2: howdy partner
0: Yeehaw, Tim Yeehaw, I, guess, <laughs> I, I, I guess we're I guess we're going country western Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to have you both in the studio once again here at Jair Lago. Um, we're going to go into a little more serious vein of conversation than we normally do. This is going to be our inaugural version or episode of Unlicensed Therapy. And we're going to keep it a little bit lighter than we plan to get with this, because we're going to go real deep at some point. Oh, yeah. I know. So it Makes I'm, me a
2: little <laughs> nervous, like, thinking about it, I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah, well, that's good, though, because it's going to be, you know, it's going to be at the pace of whoever wants to share whatever they want, mm. but I'm sure on some level we all got a lot to get off our chest, but today we're going to go to the low level of getting things off our chest, or maybe getting some positive reinforcements in our minds, and The theme for today is going to be personal accountability and discipline.
1: Which is perfect for the trajectory that I'm on right now.
0: That's a good point. I fucking need it right now.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you do. Yeah, let's talk about
0: it. So I'm going to start by just saying, you know, I I consider these two subjects kind of intrinsically fucking linked. You know what I mean? Personal accountability and discipline. Mm -hmm. I don't believe you can have one without the other. Um, You know, at many points in my life, every day even today you know i always struggle with it on some level but all the success that i have had has been based in the mastery on some level of those things right so um i'm gonna give you guys three kind of subcategories to to kind of roll around in your head as we start talking about this but let's the easy one is physical right so I don't think I have to define that very much, but, you know, your physical fitness or even just your physical discipline. And mm-hmm. that can go into food you eat and the things you do with your meat suit. And then, you know, your mental. Your meat suit. <laughs> yeah. Your, your mental accountability and discipline also super critical. And mm-hmm. I think all things feed from that. If, if these were to be lined out, you know, in a visual I'd probably put the mental at the top and then your physical on, and, and then your financial on mm-hmm, the left mm-hmm, and the right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the final category, financial. Okay. So all of that being said, <clears throat> I want to give you guys a second or a couple minutes each to maybe just hit on um, all three of those. And if you need a reminder, I got it written down here. We toss it out there. Okay. So you guys can see it if you need to. <laughs> do shit. Uh, let's start. Let's start with... Uh, you can go through, and you can tell any stories relating to it or any struggles or whatever, and then we'll bring it back to me at the end of all three, and I'll go over mine. Okay. So with that being said, Mike, would you like to go first? You look like you're chomping at the bit, bud.
1: A little bit, yeah. Um, discipline has always been a struggle of mine, especially food discipline, because I love to eat. But, and they say food discipline is like a good indicator of your discipline and everything else in life, right? Hmm. I mean, that's what I've heard elsewhere. Um, yeah, I could see that being true. Mental discipline. I mean, you guys know me. I'm always super positive. I'm a man of action. Um, I like doing things um, rather than talking about them. But some that would go into physical discipline, I guess. As far as like physical fitness, I don't have that, but I did just get a membership and I last week and I went twice last week. Good job. It's Wednesday, I haven't gone this week yet, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we baby steps. Baby yeah, steps. baby steps. Um, but yeah, no, it does feel good um, to get back into my physical fitness. Um, yeah, I'll touch on something that first came to my mind when you told me the subject for tonight was being raised and how that curates your discipline, right? If if you're disciplined not at ho- or not at home and who's disciplining you? Yeah, and, so, and,
0: and what for and for what? And for about? what? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah. so it's kind of it's funny, but it's also that's also it also has affected my brothers and myself in our adult lives how we were disciplined as kids. And it was always my mom, never my dad. Yeah. My mom was always the one spanking us for whatever we did wrong. My dad's take on it was, you know, and she'd always have to tell my dad you need to spank these boys. You need to tell, you know, you need to dis- discipline them, you need to get them in trouble or whatever, because he was a truck driver, right? So he's always gone, Yeah. yeah. especially when we were younger, because he was long haul, gone for weeks at a time, which also kind of added a factor of like, if mom said, I'm going to tell dad and when dad gets home, you're going to be in trouble.
0: You're like, you won't even remember in two weeks.
1: Well, no, yeah. that made us, that made us, that made us kind of actually listen because we would, oh, yeah. we would think, oh shit, what's dad going to do when he gets home? But he never yeah. did anything. He never did. Yeah. It, it was just that suspense that kind of made us listen. But the way it ever always happened was we'd get in trouble for something and mom would tell dad and dad would come up to us and be like, hey, what'd you guys do? You know, and mom would be there and we'd be in trouble for something. And then he'd ask us, well, are you going to do it again? And of course, we're going to be like, no, no, we're not going to do it again. And he'd be like, well, what's the problem? And that was his take on discipline. I remember remember getting spanked one time by my dad. Oh, man. I don't remember ever getting spanked other than one time when I, to this day, I, I remember it like this, but maybe this is just my brain like remembering it like this because there was a hammer on the on the side of the house and like my brother was inside the bedroom and I went and knocked on the window and the window broke <laughs> <laughs> and at, least, at least that's how I remember it yeah
0: that's your version of the story
1: but the hammer was outside and my dad came outside saw the window broken and assumed that I hit it with a hammer and he, he was so pissed and like he was like cussing screaming at me grabbed me by my shirt Threw me in my bed and like he didn't spank me, but his keys hit me on the knee when I when I when he threw me on the bed. So like he still didn't really spank me. Which and then other than that, that's the only time I ever really remember my dad being mad at me. So, anyways, I think my brothers and I we all struggle with the lack of discipline because of that. Which in the past few years, I've really been looking closer at myself and trying to work on that. Um, I think it definitely flows over into the other categories of financial and physical um, discipline, which. Jeremy, you and I have been talking a lot about my finances lately, oh, yeah. where I'm at, which I'm growing a lot. Uh, so. You've come a
0: long way since I first met you, and, and that's one thing that I have to commend you on. You know, I might have had a little bit of input as far as just giving you kind of like my structure and how I do things. But then again, I'm not the end-all, be-all resource because I still hoodrat way yeah. more than I should. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, that being said, that's a big part of, of discipline, I think, um, especially in early childhood development. And mm-hmm. some of the tools that are critical for that is uh, the three C's of discipline, which is clarity, consistency, and consequences. And if a, if a parent is able to implement those things in their child's life, f- through you know the very beginning, like clarity and what the expectations and standards are, right? Mm-hmm. Consistency, and you know not letting them get away with this thing. This time, but then not this time. Mm-hmm. That inconsistency, you know, that doesn't give them... I
1: think good. we definitely experience yeah. inconsistencies. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it's a, that's what it sounds like. And then, of course, consequences. And we can, you know, there's a the huge debate, obviously, in, in modern times. Like, should you beat the shit out of the kids mm-hmm. or should you spank your kids? My mom did anything?
1: spank us pretty good.
0: I don't think there's anything wrong with spanking in limited... In limited application.
1: Yeah, she never went overboard in my eyes, but yeah. I mean, I
0: got the fucking shit kicked out of me as a kid, <laughs> so that's. I don't think I think it went past the point of being effective, and it was definitely not consistent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and and clarity too. When you're dealing with a bunch of irrational, fucking drugged out, crazy people, that clarity of you know even knowing what you should or shouldn't be doing was very confusing in my childhood. But mm-hmm. we'll get more into that later. Do you got anything to add to that general uh, sy- synopsis that you just laid down there for us, brother?
1: Uh, no, that's pretty much the gist of what I can come up with as far as r- out the gate my discipline.
0: Okay, so congratulations! G- yeah. I like it. Yeah, nice. That's pretty Thanks. good. I like Thanks. it. That was pretty <laughs> concise. That gave us a good starting point to build off of. What about you, Alex? You ready to shoot the shots?
2: Yeah, let me see this piece of paper so
1: that I
0: can. Like it. <laughs> Give me the. No, wait, 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 hold yeah, on.
1: on.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sounded, throw
2: it at me yeah. nice. throw it at me all right so I, I, br- I briefly touched on this before about how i was raised you know like i was raised started out mom dad you know raised catholic sort yeah. of deal and then my mom divorced my dad and married my stepdad and then that went all to hell in a fucking handbasket and then i was raised in a cult where he literally believed he was the second coming of christ oh and so there was a lot of uh cult like disciplinary actions that happen which are completely inappropriate along with uh cult like driven tendencies that are also completely inappropriate like felony child abuse sort of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Th- these people should be in prison. And I I'll never forget because like I was I've always been an athlete ever since I've been a very young child and they were very strict on me about that because they looked at me as like their golden ticket to pay their way through everything where I'm just like, you ain't getting shit, fuck you mm-hmm. sort of deal. And I even remember that back then. But um, they threw me into long distance running consistently. So I started, I was too young to be doing cross country at sixth grade. So they started throwing me in five Ks consistently. And then when I hit seventh grade, I was able to be in like the pre cross country team. So I there's are certain sports that I really feel g- drill in serious discipline, but that one of them is running because you're constantly battling yourself. And I also feel that soccer is another one because not only are you running, but you also have to pay, play as a team. Because soccer players, they usually typically run about five miles per game. They run a lot, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, a they lot, do run yeah. a lot. And But with cross-country, you don't have another ball to, to distract you. You don't have other players to distract you. Like You are literally one person against yourself to run your fastest time. And Mm -hmm. I feel that runners have like a very severe discipline within themselves in order to be able to do that, to get to like a progressive level. Mm -hmm. And so when I was in high school, I knew the only way I was going to be able to escape my parents was to get a running scholarship. And so I really threw myself into it. I became top 10 MAC blue division in Detroit area when I was a freshman in high school, continued going on, going into regional state championships and then I did end up getting a college scholarship, sort of deal. But once I got there, I got so fucking burnt out. I'm sure I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. That
0: college level athletic program is a whole different ballgame, right? It
2: <laughs> totally is. It's so different. Like high school, like even an elite level in high school, like it does not prepare you for uh, that type of what you what you need to have at that time, and also. This might have been to my demise, but I discovered smoking pot and snowboarding. So.
0: <laughs> <Nice>. And dick.
2: <laughs> nah, no, I discovered that
3: in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that was way <late> before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I had boyfriends in high school. I know my way around one. And, yeah, but uh, yeah, so when I, and even since then, I've always been an athlete, you know. Um, Developing even my snow, like transferring my skills from skiing, like from running into skiing and snowboarding, to where you know I'm a sponsored backcountry athlete and I've been running, like doing this as long as possible. So I feel that physical discipline has been always really a big part of my life because I made those goals consistently as a young child, and which also reflects in my daily life of trying to be work on time, trying not to show up, and trying not to be late, trying not to waste. I was just gonna say, time. how
1: are you about getting up in the morning? <sighs>
2: I, for me to be, for me to get up and go to the gym before work, I have to be there at 545, work out for an hour in order to quickly shower and then get on the road for me to go to Truckee. I have to be in bed by 9 p.m. in order to make that happen. Like I'm one of those people that have to have a solid eight hours sleep. So sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I, but I've been trying really hard to keep in that schedule. I'm mostly like a person that would rather work out in the evening. Sort of yeah. deal. But, but even know?
1: without the gym first before work, like I struggle with getting up just to be at work on time.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. No, ever
0: no, ever me. since uh, yeah. I've
1: known Mike, he's dude. It's a it's a huge.
2: Thing I, but you're thing. from the West Coast, though, right?
1: I mean, I was born in Reno, here. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I'm from the East Coast, where there's a three-hour time difference. I really think. that... Oh, you think that
1: made a difference in you now 100% here?
0: Yeah.
2: Hundred percent. Because you're already
0: ahead of the power.
1: Curve, I'm already yeah. like
2: so. When it's nine a.m., like. Like so your internal clock.
1: Technically, you're from 100%, the future. Yeah. Yeah. Technically. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs>
2: no, I, I really, I really. I got to get that. some
1: spooky sounds. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> so I really feel that, I, like internal clock is really derived from that because Mm -hmm. when i'm back home oh man i fucking struggle even when i was a kid i struggled i really struggled back home but once i started moving west i don't have a problem
0: i've I've actually never heard that take before but it It makes sense it 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 would definitely make sense on the short term Mm -hmm. you know what i mean on the like let's say you just came from the east coast i could definitely see that being a, a totally legitimate factor for like the first couple months that you get to the
1: west coast well how long does it take to build a habit
0: Oh, it's, 30 know, days 30 days basically yeah so
1: i mean yeah. technically if you move over here and you've been you do that for 30 days because you're used to it yeah technically. then you built that habit
2: because like even when i sleep in quote unquote sleep in, i still wake up at eight it just depends if like i want to snuggle back in and go back to bed mm-hmm. sort of and like because i'm all comfy cozy but sleeping in for me is eight o'clock where normally throughout like the work week i'll wake up i'll wake up at like Five forty-five, six o'clock on my own, and then like snuggle back in bed, hit snooze like six times, and get up at like five six forty, yeah. <laughs> like an hour. Later. <laughs> it's yeah. too warm, and it's
0: yeah. The winter does make it more difficult, mm-hmm. but similar similar to what you're saying though, um, I have no issues with like what I would call morning routine discipline. Mm-hmm. I think a big part of that comes from being in the military for as long as yeah. I was. I, there's not really a choice, you know what I mean? There's you cannot be late more than a couple times before it's a right, it's a really major problem. Like mm. you'll lose your money via getting your rank taken away, all kinds of consequences for that. But the discipline that I have in regards to sleep. Um luckily I'm one of those people that only needs like four to six hours. Mm. Because my Forty-six hours?
1: F- four to six. <laughs> four to six <laughs> oh, Mike.
2: Kidding, <laughs> Do you think that you would do better if you had two four hour shifts?
0: Uh yeah, I've actually there's actually a whole thing that I did for um two years while I was in the military. It's called like the Uberton sleep method. Yep. And and the premise of it is is that every two hours you take a 30 minute nap. Right. And an average eight hour sleep cycle for a person, you're getting actually only one hour of REM sleep, which is the most restful and regenerative sleep. So if you do every two hours, a 30 minute nap, you actually get in a 24 hour period of time, two hours of REM sleep, because once you the adjustment period to this was awful. I have to be honest, like it took you were I was really exhausted and it just destroys you. But your body is like based on like survival mechanisms. So your body's like, okay, I need to change the way I do this. So when you lay down for those for those little naps, those short naps, I actually think they were twenty minute naps, if I'm if I remember correctly. Anyway, you drop dra- straight into REM sleep. And then you have all of this extra time where you're way more productive. And I after I got used to it and it did take about a month and a half probably for me to fully get used to it. I was like a superhuman for like two years. I, I mean I literally was only sleeping a couple hours a day. If you think about it like that, <clears throat> but I mean, I was I was all day. I was good. But my issue in my day to day life now is going to fucking bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I I think part of it is like loneliness. Another part of it is maybe like an unsettled spirit. You know, like I'm always I always want more. Also more for, for me and I
1: think you and me are probably similar in this. Like my brain too. Just like I start thinking about productive things or just ideas and things like that. And I just can't sleep.
2: Oh man. Once I like read, if, if I'm ready, I lay down in bed and it doesn't really matter what time it could be. Nine o'clock, 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, midnight yeah. one. It doesn't matter if I read, like put on a couple, like read two to three articles. It immediately puts me to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll be asleep within like five, 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. cause I'm a fast reader, All of a sudden just like my eyes get tired. and I'm just like, ow. And then yeah. I start dreaming. My dreams are so vivid and intense.
1: Oh. Speaking of dreams, I don't think we told you Stop this. Stop
2: fucking cutting me off, both Sorry. of you guys. You know, I haven't even made it all through here Sorry. yet. There's yeah, my let fucking her, list. Go let ahead. Her well, i her finish to list. Two of these. And all of a sudden you go kind of like, oh, well, let me tell you about your guys' stuff. Like, yeah, okay, we can talk about it afterwards. <laughs> all right.
0: All right. Okay. Talk about it. Finish your it. list where, where, Okay, let where, me just finish the you? list
2: and then we can start developing off back in time. Okay. It. All right. So I'm done with physical, apparently. Okay. All right, we're going on to mental, which I think that um, kind of t- ties into like the physical and the mental like drive. Like you have to have like two st- stationary things in that. And I try like holding myself accountable on everything, including like my behaviors, and my actions, and how I affect people. Cause I-, I really think that's like super important in life and maintaining not just like friendships, but also like your own spiritual growth. Cause I noticed that when I'm I think it gives me anxiety if I feel like if I hurt somebody's feelings and they don't tell me about it, and they choose not to tell me because it, they they have anxiety about it. Like it causes like this whole fucking cyclic shithole that I spiral into. So I really try to hold myself mentally like disciplined behind that because I don't. I, I think that's a really hard thing. But financial. So obviously my parents grew up in a cult, mm-hmm. and they uh, were re- fostering kids for the money. So they didn't work. They did not work. They foster kids through the money, got my mom's child, my dad's child support and um, panhandling, essentially. So there was no financial literacy taught to me, period, growing up. And so throughout my 20s, there was a time where I almost had to like claim bankruptcy because of how much I was in debt. But I've been slowly working on getting myself out of there. My credit still isn't like the best or anything, but it's, you know, I've been really disciplined on learning it learning learning in general like I would I'm preferably I'd rather just give my money to my partner and just give me an allowance sort of deal (laughs) because but then also too that's not really like growing as a person either exactly Hmm. you know you know you need to be a partner within the relationship like say something happens and he dies and I'm on my own and then I'm fucked again because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing 50 years down the road 40 years down the road so like I know that this is something I'm doing so, like I said, I've been building up my credit, like financially, like learning, unlearning a lot of behaviors that my parents had. And I feel like that is one of the hardest things of when it's so hidden within your household and you don't have any idea. I had no idea how to pay a credit card. I had no idea how credit worked. I had no idea what the value of a dollar meant. Mm -hmm. Like Like, I literally... Until like probably my mid to late twenties, I could not understand the value of a dollar. And even now to this day, like when I see them, like oh, it's like two bucks, three bucks, whatever, it's five bucks. You know, like I still have that time to clock out and think, how many hours is that? Do I have to work? Like how many forty hours do I have to have? Do I need to get a second job because it's so ingrained within me that money just appeared and my mm-hmm. parents never worked for it. Like they would not leave the house to go to work. They did not have a nine to five, eight to five, like sort of deal. Like it was just not existent in my life. So. I mean we're all working on it.
0: So let me ask you then to clarify on that because I, I find that super relatable the last part about the financial literacy. But what were the steps that you had to take as you, you know, came through your twenties and financial fucking chaos and trying to figure all that? What were the steps that you had to take in order to kind of like build that literacy, you know, maybe late in life, <clears throat> if you would consider that late?
2: I think You know, I, I don't really know where I, where that like, little leap was because I was working in, uh, as a bartender server, so cash in, cash out sort of deal. So like, it kept like flowing as it was going.
0: That probably makes it even harder, actually. Mm. And, you know, Instead and, and of really, getting uh, like a weekly or bi-weekly paycheck. You know, paycheck, actually, you know mm. now
2: that I kind of think about it, I think when it first happened for me was my first ma- major move across country because I moved across country, Colorado, Michigan. Uh, three times back and forth and then I moved down to Florida lived there for a year moved back to Michigan and then I moved out here and I've moved in a couple different spots and so I've kind of had to consistently save up along with like making sure I had enough money in case like I had to dip and move across country again or if I made that choice and so I really think like that's was my first step to learning how to not just save money but also make sure my bills were taken care of so nothing followed me anywhere else too. Like it was going to be a, a clean start. I wasn't running from anything. Cause I hear there's a lot of people that they move consistently because they're running from their past and where I was running more towards my future. Cause I didn't, I knew there had, I enjoy Michigan. I love Michigan. God bless it in all my heart, but it is not the place for me. And so trying to figure out where I wanted to be and where I needed to be was like trying to find my soul and my happiness without running away from my past.
0: Right. And in that process, you had to learn how to be a little bit more financially stable because you're 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 moving away from any stability or, you know, maybe backup that you may or may not have had.
2: Yeah. No friends, anything like everywhere I moved to is always I did not know a single person. I was literally I was like, I like this. I like this place. I'm going to go to it. Or when I went to Colorado, I would never been west of the Mississippi. And I was just like, I'm going to go to the mountains. And I'll never forget my Sounds dad. Sounds like a country movie. I yeah, know. I'll never forget my dad when he dropped me off at the airport also. Because the look on his face was like, she's going to die. She's dead. She's, she's gone. <laughs> I'm never going to see her ever again. And I was 20 years old. And I was like, I'm going to Colorado. I'm going to go be a ski bum. And it was a very life-changing decision that I had was knowing that I could give up everything that I had to pursue my own future and my happiness without having anybody else kind of weigh me down on like don't tell me what to do. I'm gonna do what I want. Um that's hmm. created a fucking monster. Whatever,
0: whatever, I do what I want. i like, do what I fucking <laughs> want. <from> <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me what to so, do. Mike, same question to you on that regard. <laughs> like uh you know, with your early, you know, struggles with financial literacy, which was a great way to put it. Um what 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 changed it what did you what did you start to do and what did you have to do to kind of move out of that phase
1: i've had a pretty steady um flow of learning about financial responsibility i started working when i was 16 because i wanted to have my own stuff um you know kids in high school were getting cell phones and stuff and i my parents couldn't afford to buy us that so i wanted to get that for myself so I started, started working at a surplus store where they did law enforcement uniforms and military surplus. So I had my first job actually when I was 16. Actually, before that, I started holding signs for like a housing development. <laughs> um, so I started making money in high school as a teenager. And then just from, the, just from wanting to be independent, um, I moved out when I was 18, got a job at a car dealership, worked in car dealerships for 10 years about. And I got my first apartment when I was 18. Learned about rent, all that kind of stuff. I bought my first car for five hundred bucks. So it was really came from a drive of wanting to to do my own stuff, be independent, experience things, and go out and do stuff. And then, I would say actually, it it was pretty much just the same, you know, bill cycles of for the last up until the last three to five years, I'd say, because now I'm in in a better position financially than I've ever been. Um, And I think that is credited to the steady learning process of dealing with money.
0: Yeah, I think on some level, really, no matter, even if you're, even if all of our parents had done just extra polished stand-up jobs, you know, leading us to the water, we still have to, we have to get out and fail. Yeah. You know, we have to drink. Yeah,
1: you got to figure it out. My dad, like I said, he's a truck driver, so he always had the income of that. Yeah, which and is a pretty
0: decent way to make it pretty decent living. Yeah.
1: And my mom, she always ended up working in the school districts that we went to school at. So they actually my mom actually taught us how to budget and write down our financial or write down our budget budget, our money, you know, write it down and budget it out early on when we were That's pretty there. good. Yeah, I mean I,
0: I didn't I probably didn't learn about a budget until I was three or four years in the army.
3: Yeah.
0: What about you? You ever do a budget? No. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know where, like, what bills I have to pay. And I know my goal of saving, but like, I wouldn't say there's like, you I mean, know, I you, guess like an internal budget. Have you like, never
1: written it down? No. No, really? Okay. No,
2: no, no. Like, I kind of like when I go to the grocery store, I know, say like say I have a hundred bucks to go for it, and I kind of walk through. I, I I guess a meal plan would be the closest thing to budget because.
1: The way I do my food is I just I mean it doesn't I don't really sp- specify but I always put like 100 or $200 a month for food.
0: Hmm. But you don't specifically general. map it down to the
1: cost of what you're buying. No, especially when it comes so down when to when you
0: th- meal plan, you have to, though, right? Basically. Or does you just do is your meal plan uh regular enough that it's like pretty consistent in its cost?
2: I think because I've worked like you know owning my own business with a, with a food establish, establishment is like ingrained as to what products should cost and since i go through the farmer's market here i get like their, their csa farm box which yeah. is 25 and then all my fruits so like and my meats and stuff like this kind of varies no i don't
0: yeah it's I like i don't kind know of like what i want to
2: eat
1: it's i don't know but i, but I guys... cook i cook everything though yeah
2: so i rarely go out to eat I, Yeah. ever ever
1: I struggle with that definitely the going out to eat part, but I feel like this kind of ties two of the subjects together though. Food discipline versus financial discipline can tie together because if you are disciplined enough to say, I'm going to spend $200 on groceries and then not spend any money on other food outside of that, then it's easier to budget for one, your money. And two, you have more food discipline because it's like, I'm not succumbing to that urge to get Taco Bell or whatever else, you know, in, in a short.
0: Yeah, no, I guess that's a fair point. And, I I I split the difference between both of you guys because I almost never cook, and I budget for the amount that I intend to spend weekly funny. for going out and eating food. Oh, that's funny. So, like, I'm both more squared away and less squared away. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I mean, even before my anaphylaxis kicked in, I always cooked at home. Like, i I one of those people, I always take my lunch to work, I always take my leftovers, I eat at home, rare, maybe once once a month i'll go out to eat but it's it's so rare i feel almost guilty like doing it
0: that's a fair point i I almost had forgotten about like you don't really even have a choice but to be extremely selective about what you eat Mm -hmm. as we've talked about before i've
2: always been Mm. very kind of conscious about what i eat though in general like um i i do not shop at walmart i refuse to walk into that store um i think it's really horrible how they treat their employees like it's ethical it's ethical things for me. I'd rather pay a little yeah, more. Yeah, for sure. And um, but I try to go through farmers markets to get my stuff. I if I had an extra fridge, I would totally have like a quarter beef or a quarter pig in my fridge oh, yeah. and stuff. And when I was
0: living in Tennessee, we we had a, a grass fed farm right down the road from us, mm-hmm. and you could we'd go in with a couple other couples. Yep. And we'd get like a half cow. Yep. It's like six hundred pounds of beef. Yep. We'd split it. Dude, that was such a good cost savings.
2: Oh man, it's the best because it works out to being if uh, depending on where you're at it can range from 225 to 3 50 I think the most i ever paid was like almost 358 a pound and that's yeah. for every type of like new of york steak new york steak it's un- it's Filet.
1: incomparable to the grocery.
0: mayonnaise
1: well i Filet.
2: not flan
0: so um, <laughs> we're now we're now approaching our first 30 minute break so i think we're going to go ahead and uh, do my a rundown of those three things when we get back from the break so uh, oh
1: wait one more thing speaking of filet mignon i went
0: all right gentlemen if you're listening to this podcast i know you must fuck but we all have days when we fail to show up on game day now when it's time to take the field you can chew it up and wreck them guts big dick bubblegum, the only male enhancing chewable that works instantly And now, the new improved formula gives you 12% more dick with patent-pending bulge crystals. Get that jaw moving if you want that hog to be proven. This is a product of Kinkland Wholesale, a subsidiary of Mo' Better Everything products, available at Bitchin' Sex Kitchen adult stores nationwide. And we're back. Uh, right before the break, uh, Mike had a desperate last second attempt <laughs> to put some more information in. So, Mike, what were you saying? It's one of
1: those things that hit my mind of a memory that, because we flame were like. We said Flaming um, First time, like, actually, I moved out when I was 18, and the roommate that I had at the time, we were working at UPS, and we got our first big checks, and we took ourselves out to a hibachi. Steak grill or whatever. Yum. And uh, they asked him.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should go do that or Korean barbecue soon.
1: <laughs> they asked him, so he ordered the filet mignon because we all everybody knows that that's the fancy name for some kind of food. We, he didn't even know what it was. He's like, I'm gonna get the filet mignon. <laughs> and the lady was like, How do you want your steak? He's like, Oh, it comes with steak. <laughs> or how do you? Yeah, how do you want? She said, uh, How do you want your steak cooked? He's like, Oh, it comes newbie. with steak. <laughs>
2: that, she's like, Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh,
1: it's
0: Basically just steak. It's <laughs>
1: yeah. Bacon. Yeah. So it was good. <laughs> Hell good. Right. What is your favorite type of
2: meat? Could of meat, um, not just cut, but meat though.
1: Oh, I actually really like lamb. Really, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a very particular flavor. Or it is pretty strong. Or flavor.
1: cow tongue. I love lingua. Lingua, yeah. so yeah. good. So good. Yeah. Like
0: that.
2: What's yours?
1: I like elk. Probably same. Elk is amazing. Yeah. It's it's same. Yeah.
2: Elk is my hands down favorite. Like
0: elk backstrap is fucking impossible to fuck up
2: basically. man you should come over my house for christmas eve i make a elk rack
0: well i don't i don't associate with very much my family so my schedule will be pretty open they, you come on over other there. than other than the gaddies uh,
1: yeah we barely. always take them in on the holidays yeah they always take <laughs> me in on the
0: holidays so we can we can uh i'll, I'll uh talk to my personal assistant make around. sure they put it on my <laughs> yeah, schedule. i
2: do a, I do a yeah. seared elk rack with mm. Uh, mm. a wine homemade wine demi glaze with horseradish cream You say demi glaze yeah Demi glaze
1: for a demi god. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
2: I thought I'd make a homemade Caesar salad with mm. like some wine throughout the day. That sounds fucking delicious. That's fucking fantastic. It's my Sheesh. my favorite. It's my favorite meal.
0: Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so getting back into the damn structure of this thing. So uh, when it comes to discipline and personal accountability, as I alluded to earlier, I've struggled my entire life with this, and and similar to the the pathway I got to how I am the way I am like Mike, it all started in my childhood, you know? So I'm just going to go down the list from the beginning and I'll, I'll come back to what I was just saying. So the physical side of things I've honestly got mixed feelings about because my entire adult life, you know, being in the military up until 2019, there wasn't a choice about that matter. Like there's a minimal level of, physical fitness that you have to obtain, as well as body composition being your height and weight used, used to calculate your uh, body fat percentages, right? And if you are not within that standard, you're in trouble, and, and that comes in many forms. But basically, they put you in a rehabilitative uh, physical training program, and you have a certain window of time to correct that deficiency, or, or you're going to get processed out of the military. So, you know, I never had an issue with that just by genetics either. I'm the type of person, like, even now, haven't really worked out since I got out of the military, but I do have a very physical job. You know, I climb ladders all day, and I lift things up on the roofs, and I just got, you know, an ambient level of fitness that probably I don't deserve, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be honest. <clears throat> so the physical the physical side, there are things that I look at uh, at myself that I would like to probably tighten up a little bit. I don't mean that in the aesthetics of it necessarily, <laughs> but you know, I, I, am lacking in cardio, mm-hmm. you know, because I strength and muscle tone. I, I look pretty good naked still. So <laughs> it's, it's going to be hard for, for me. it's It's going to be pretty hard for me to give a shit about that until that changes, you know, as a person and as, as, as a, handsome single man out here i'm fucking crushing the also, game he
2: turns into a fat fuck he's like what the fuck happened yeah, I'd, I'd he's be, like i
0: forgot to look i'd be pissed dude if i surprised woke up fat one day but like, god damn it now i gotta do something about it <laughs> but at the same time the type of person i am i'm obsessive about everything that i do so if if i did get to the point where i looked in the mirror and said i don't like what i'm seeing i would crush that in like six months i would be fucking Jack to the gills, and then there's a whole other side of that that's an issue for me because I've been there before. I get egotistical as fuck when I look too good. <laughs> so I, I'm just doing... I'm trying to maintain a level of physical discipline that is fair to everybody else out there, you know? I say that only half-joking. <laughs> but that being said, mental discipline, and I think this ties a lot into the personal accountability, has also been a thing I've struggled with my whole life. People from the outside that know me you know, really well, they, they would think that I seem like I'm a pretty buttoned up and, and disciplined guy when it comes to, you know, my mental health and all of that. And that is true, but that's, that's because of, like, years of hard-learned lessons. A lot of, you know, falling and a lot of failing and a lot of, you know, having terrible mindsets that set me up for failure. And one of the biggest things for that has always been giving myself too many excuses. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll do this then, or I'll do that then. Or I can put this off for a little while longer, and then I don't do it. And, you know, this still, this still comes to the surface when I have, like, an accidental bender weekend. You know, I'm trying to do the right thing, get my money, my money and my mind and my body right, and take care of myself as I get older. And, you know, it just takes one or two sequence of events Someone passes the plate around a couple times. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: and next thing you know, it is like, 37 hours later. It's like one of, the, it's like one of those memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. One person says, "Call the guy," and then we do that. <laughs> We're like, "Let's get the guy, <laughs> man." Get the guy, no. and then you know, I'm, and then I, and then I feel like shit, not just physically, but in intellectually and mentally, for the whole rest of that next following week. You know, mm-hmm. and it, and it's not like. I'm the type of person who's driving myself into the damn ground, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not by any means putting myself at risk for overall success or health that I know of, you know. But it is a factor of disappointing myself, and, and that's when I have to become personally accountable, you mm-hmm. know, and I have to hold myself to a higher standard. And that's one of the reasons, as you guys both know, uh, like twice a year, usually spring and, and fall, I do like just a, a sober month. And in past times, I've done just sober from drinking, and then I've allowed myself the multitude of other recreational chemicals that I enjoy (laughs) on a regular basis, you know. But uh, this year I decided, you know, the only two things that I am willing to do, and even that is in limitation, is just cannabis and and psilocybin. So Mm -hmm. until the end of uh, October... I'll be doing that. Just staying mostly sober, keeping my mindset right, and, and I'm
1: joining it. except for on the fourth. I did have my company party, so that's
0: okay. I don't I'm, not a,
2: I'm not a part of this train.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. no, no we know that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a part of this. Train. I, she's here with a her ranch water. We're drinking. like bubbles. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm drinking a bubbly. Bubbly.
2: <laughs> I don't really have like an issue with that. I've mm. maybe in the past like couple years, I can count on a, like maybe five, ten fingers, maybe, and this is over a couple of years of getting, like, fucked up. Like, I do a really great job like, maintaining kind of, I don't know if that's even better, like, maintaining, like, a low <laughs> like, alcohol content, but
0: Yeah, your benders that I've seen are Bush League, for sure.
2: <laughs> uh, you know what? It's more like, a uh, I, I don't like to miss out, and so I'd rather maintain all day versus like, yeah. going to bed at a, a certain time and not, like, missing out on, like, everything It's Definitely that FOMO. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I can maintain. Just got to think about what are you really missing out on? Like is by staying, you never
0: fucking know by staying, by
1: staying out. I'm actually missing out on uh, other awesome things in life. You know,
0: that's true too. And that's one of the big things for me that I wanted to kind of find a little more balance in, is me and Mike recently have started going fishing and doing a little bit more wholesale. and catching activities. and catching actually yeah. fishing and catching. Yeah. Catching, not yeah. fishing. Caught was a nineteen inch, nineteen inch rainbow. I don't, I, we didn't weigh it, but I'd reckon it was about two and a half pounds, maybe. It
2: was nice. nice. It was Did nice. You, you released it though? No, we no, ate hell it. No. I, yeah. ate, I ate that shit like. Well, you know, actually, that's I, that's, I, I think that's a a the lot lot first
1: time I've ever eaten. I've eaten other parts of like the eyeballs and stuff. Mm. But Jeremy handed me the roe, the, the eggs, and we ate, we both yeah. ate a mouth big
0: little sushi oh yeah it was yeah, delicious i like it dude mm-hmm. it's really good i mean obviously there's specific fish that are are curated for it and their sturgeon variety mm-hmm. but that's what caviar is and that's one of the most expensive food items
1: you can get yeah so we had a luxurious yeah. day out there then yeah we had if a think about it that day. way but yeah. i want to touch on you said fat real quick we're talking about because i'm not like big I'm, I'm like chunky i guess you could say but well i did a test for this gym it was too expensive but they did this test for you, you know, if you want to join and it not only measures your body fat, but it measures like it has a scale of one to 20 on the fat around your organs. Mm -hmm. And they were saying that visceral fat, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. So yeah, she said my visceral fat is like at a eight or 10 and it should be at like a four or six. So I like, I'm above average there.
2: It hides. I'm above average. <laughs> Congratulations.
1: Way to no, exceed th- the th- standard
2: part. Th- 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 visco <laughs> fat hides. It's like, it's, uh, it, it's a funny thing because like, you'll be like, oh, well, I'm only here, but it's like, okay, that's fine though, but you got to think about if your BMI is this, like what is, what mm-hmm. does your visco fat look skinny like? Fat, like? Skinny fat. Skin, skinny well, fat, not just uh, skinny fat, but like where it hides from your BMI as well too. It's like, it's, that is a whole other fucking thing. Like I've learned so much in the past six months that I ever thought possible,
1: but but when they told me that, it just made me worry a little bit. I'm like, well, I'm only 36, you know, and I could be in better shape. That's for sure. I do have a kind of an office job now, but
2: you got, you got the time you to carbs, get on top of it. Yeah. It'll melt off you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. Oh
1: yeah. I swear to well, God. Like I said, I mean, carbs even, are I'm not like upset devil. with the way I look. Bread but... is
0: bullshit. <laughs> it's,
2: the, it's not even bread. It's in coconut water. There's yeah. like more carbs in a, a bottle of healthy ass quote-unquote coconut Coconut water water. than a can of coke Mm -hmm. more carbs than that and that is where like if you cut down your carbs it'll melt away immediately that's like what really what was a game changer for me was like carb watching like calories i don't give a fuck about like because you need calories it's the carb watching is really what's going to change your game Yeah, behind it
0: i think that's probably one of the reasons why i've maintained so easily is because i already and just by just my the, my taste or my, my the way I like to eat. I really never fucked with carbs that much. I look at carbs as like short term fuel. Like if I have to go run a marathon or something, then yes, the night before I'll eat a shit ton of pasta or something. I should be doing it. You know,
2: like a little more than forty eight hours. Yeah. yeah,
0: just to just to let give my body something to burn off. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, other than that, whenever I eat anything that's really carb dense, I just feel like shit. Yeah, like it ruin it'll ruin my day. Like if I had it, if I for some reason occasionally because my clients are a lot of them restaurants and wherever my job is that happens to be around lunchtime, a lot of them they'll just feed me. You know what I mean? And sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I'd love to have this fucking Cajun pasta. But every time I do it though, I regret it about yeah, like, 45 minutes later. Dude, The rest of my day is just tanked. I'm like, fuck.
1: <laughs> I definitely lack discipline there because even the other day, remember we had dinner and I ordered the appetizers. I get it. Our eyes are bigger than my stomach. I'm like, oh, I'll have the, what do we get? Skin potato, loaded potato skins, carbs, stuffed yep. jalapenos and then carbs. i got i got a grilled cheese carbs and it was yeah. like a fancy yeah. grilled cheese with like beef in it and yeah it had a, a layer of bread in between the layers of bread like literally was, you
2: probably ate like 150, bad. 170 grams of
1: carbs. i need to yeah, eat, i'm exactly. gonna do better on that
2: and that's the funny this girl comes into play
1: and right? the funny yeah, thing that's the, that's
0: it yeah the funny thing is i had a burger and i only ate about a quarter of my fries and threw the bread i, out. I took two bites out of the burger with the bread and then ate the guts out of it and then I had one of the jalapenos and one of the potato skins. And that is, like, how a normal person eats. <laughs> Damn it. Well,
2: you, you know, because exactly. Cause you, not normal. <laughs> you, you, well, you do need carbs. Like, you have to have carbs yeah. to, to survive. Like, that is an undisputed fact-like sort of thing. And also, like, bulks up your muscles and everything like that. You do need carbs. But the American diet is so carb-rich, which is why Americans have a higher uh, – higher obesity level Mm -hmm. than anywhere else in the world is because of how carb rich. Like even when I was over in Italy, you're not really eating a full plate of pasta like we have here. It's more like a small side where you have your salad and stuff, but it's even their portions are smaller of it. So you're not eating like so much fucking
0: carbs over Mm -hmm. there. and And that, that being said, there's like it, a lot of this also is very genetic specific. You know, there are a lot of Nordic, origin people that that do that do just fine with like carnivore diets yeah they do just fine. And you do get a limited amount of carbohydrates from the fat that's contained in meat, mm-hmm. but it's it's much more well-balanced to protein.
2: It's more like a keto.
0: Yeah, it's, you're going to get into a ketogenic status, yeah. and you can't do that with anything that's really carb-dense. Yeah. It'll knock you right out of keto. And I had a lot of success in my military career doing basically kind of like a slightly modified carnivore diet. I'd eat a little bit of vegetables and a little bit of fruit, like especially in the morning fruit. I like that. Ugh, I love fruit. Yeah, and but otherwise, you know, like, our bodies don't need these sugars and these, and these simple carbohydrates and these complex carbohydrates are even worse. Anything processed not going to be good for you, but back, back to the financial uh, uh, bullet point here. So financial is the thing that I probably had the most issues with my entire life and even still to this mm. day, but that I've also overcome and created the the largest amounts of strides. Similar to what both of you guys were saying, you know, like a lack of financial literacy from a young age does put you at a disadvantage, yeah. you know, and I, you don't know how to become a wealthy person if you don't come from wealthy people because they obviously didn't know either. So how are they supposed to tell you? I think that's one of the major failure points of our modern education system. You know, I mean, there's so much shit that you learn in your primary education and even in college. That isn't really that relevant to your day-to-day life. No, you let me know, tell you know.
2: about the Pythag- Pythagorean <laughs> theorem. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't use that at all in my fucking life. I don't, I don't think I've ever used that in my adulthood, but guess what I do use? Taxes, credit, how to balance my bank account, not my checkbook, because we don't use checkbooks yeah. anymore. Hey, I still
0: uh, got one.
1: Yeah. you
2: really?
0: Yeah, I got physical checks.
2: You write checks? <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, Hell yeah. I don't. Yeah. If I need a check, I go pay five bucks. I don't have checks, shoes.
1: but I, I have, yeah.
0: The, th- the thing is, though, for me, when it came to that financial literacy, is the military is both a crutch and, and a testing ground for a young person joining. Um, when I first got in the military, you know, I didn't really make shit as an E1 private. You know, I was probably making somewhere around like 750 $800 every two weeks. But at the same time, my housing and my food was already taken care of. So... It was real easy as a young soldier to just blow all your fucking money on dumb shit, which I did (laughs) a lot, you know, and it wasn't. And I loved
3: it. Yeah, (laughs) I had
0: a good time doing it, you know, (laughs) but I would always, I would always be, you know, that had a two week pay cycle, you know, so that that's a long time to be fucking broke if you blow your whole wad (laughs) on on one weekend, on one weekend, number one, you know what I mean? That's a long, that's a long time to be fucking broke, but you still had that crutch of, your lodging and your food you could just go you could just walk into the defect and get fed you know what i mean so it took me a little while to get my feet under me in that regard but then um as a story i've told you both before i had a mentor when i came back from a deployment i had a lot of money and i was about to go blow it and do some fucking dumb shit and buy a brand new fucking corvette or a couple year old corvette or something like that and uh you know he intervened just through giving me good advice. And, you know, he let me know there was a better way. And he showed, he was also led by example because this man was an E7 with 19 years in service. And they were offering him everything to stay in and go further in the military uh, rank structure. And he's like, I don't need to do that. I have six rental properties.
3: Right. He's <laughs> like,
0: they're all paid off. I'm done. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to get my retirement for y'all and I'm going to be retired, retired. So, you know, I did start to build my financial literacy in that moment when I made that, when I made that first offer on that, on that fourplex. That Pivotal moment. Yeah, it was critical, and it changed everything. And it also refocused me about delayed gratification versus immediate gratification and, mm-hmm. and the benefits of that. And that's the crux for me of most of my issues, but especially the financial ones, is that, you want very, it now? that very mechanism of gratification. Um, and, and it takes a long time for a, a degenerate such as myself to understand that the delayed gratification is what's good for you because you're building towards something that means something and the instant gratification is hookers and cocaine. To God bless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? But I
2: think also too, when you have a large substantial goal it's easier to stay on the path of track. Like right now I don't really have my next trip planned out. I don't have mm-hmm. A, a big savings thing that i need so it's a little harder for me at the moment because i don't have something like that and i feel like what i do have
1: something to work towards yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's
2: way easier for me to save like actually like put my nose to the groundstone and do it but yeah. like right now i'm just like Aww.
0: so well you know and that's another thing and that ties into all areas of um, mental health and well-being is you got to get out of the survival mindset And that goes for everything, you know, from finances to, you know, interpersonal relationships. If you're in that survival mindset, you're not looking past the next pay period. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, I got to fucking keep swinging until I die. (laughs) But I don't want to live like that anymore. I'm sure most people get to the point in their life where they're like, dude, I really don't want to stress about shit. And I'm at the point in my life financially, you know, I make good money doing what I do. But even still, I blow so much money. You know, I just burn through it. And if I had 10%, 20% more discipline and more accountability, the things I could accomplish with the amount of money I make are worlds different from the lifestyle I'm living now. But they would take the discipline of buckling down for a little while and and doing what I should be doing, not what I want to be
1: doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I think will help get us the discipline in that 10 20 percent more Huckers. is to have yeah a, a new term not new to new but like refreshed term that i heard heard on a page brendan richard is his name but anyways tenacity if we had more tenacity
0: okay elaborate
1: well let's look it yep. up. Tenacity is, like, the it, strength and endurance to complete things, right? Yeah, for sure. Right? Is that, am I right on that? Yeah, I
0: think there's an element of, like, boldness in, in the, that's also the of that, too.
2: That's, like, the finished lifestyle sort of thing. They mm-hmm. have a, we have a, a specific term for it. It's called sisu. It's, like a, it's a way of life. It's the tenacity to overcome, like, through strength and everything. It's, um, yeah, you kind
0: of just live it. What you got there from the old Google mics?
1: The quality or fact of being able to grip something firmly the quality of factor fact of being very determined, determination, yeah. How bad do you want it?
0: Yeah, well. And, and so, what do you want? Yeah. And that's that's one thing you used to say uh, when I first met you was, you got to want it.
1: Got to want it. Oh, yeah. As a mechanic, the, <laughs> yeah. our one of our foremen would always tell us, like, if I couldn't get a bolt broken loose or something, using the biggest uh, pry bar and breaker bar that I have. And then I can't get it, and then he asked him for his help. He's like, "No, you just gotta want it more." So you get pissed that he won't help you. So you go, "Fuck, goddamn it!" You go, then no, you, you really want it, you know? Then you go get it. And you, a lot of times, it just broke loose for us.
0: But yeah, that's one thing I would say. Um, summarizing everything you guys said, going back up the list backwards um, for the financial thing, I highly recommend everybody do a budget. And th- and this goes for all the listeners out there. If you if you're still struggling with your financial literacy, if you're still struggling. Where you're coming up on on your pay periods and then you watch all your money go out the fucking window to bills by the time it's all said and done. You know, I really highly recommend doing a budget because for me that was one of the game changers. And I have my budget down to a science. And that's both a good and bad thing because Mm -hmm. it enables me because like I spend I spend almost two grand a month on food. (laughs) Oh my god I spend almost two grand a month If you give me
2: a thousand dollars I can make you the best fucking meals of your life
0: Vehicle vehicle, thousand dollars for how long Vehicle, A month I can cut his budget in half Vehicle expenses and that includes everything Insurance Mm -hmm. everything all wrapped Mm -hmm. into it That's another twelve hundred dollars Okay entertainment Inside the home so that's like Or let's just call utilities And group in with that all my Subscription services and all that that's $612 a month, everything all together. And then my recreational outside of the house fund is another $2,600 per month. And that is, that is easily ridiculous. There's no reason That's I why should I- be spending it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All
2: right. So if we cut down your food budget by a thousand bucks and your recreation by a thousand bucks, you could be saving two grand a month just like right there. And I can help. I can personally help you out with that because I love to cook and feed people. <laughs> and that thousand dollars would include all your food and plus my time and pay. <laughs> you said
1: <laughs> you said vehicle expenses too. And that kind of made me think of something as far as finances go that I was introduced to early on. Cause I worked in car dealerships from 18 to my twenties. And in my twenties I was in the sales departments and writing things down physically is a big thing with car sales. But also when you're like sitting at a table with a customer and trying to make it make sense to them to buy the car, you have to literally be like, well, how many, how many cups of coffee do you, would you say you, you buy a, a month at work, on your oh, way to work yeah. or whatever? Never. And they I tell me, you know, but a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are just, oh, four or five, or whatever. You add it up for them. You're like, look it. That's, that's like
2: 30 bucks a week. That's
1: your payment. That's 40, your payment right there. Bucks. And they're like, all right, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they're like, oh, I can afford this. I didn't think I could have. Yeah. I'm, sorry, uh, I'm like, you can like afford $50 more a month.
2: So I guess that is kind of like I, I do work on a budget, but I think it's like just because of my disciplined like actions are what I already have. Like that is implied. Like all my bills are paid, my rent's paid, I do have a savings, and I s- manage my food budget. So I still have like things left over. So I guess I like, am yeah, just yeah. Kinda,
0: like, it does seem like you kind of got flexing. to this to the same results with just a different mechanism than I just th-
2: don't write it
1: down.
0: Yeah, and, and, and if you don't need to, you don't need to, and for anyone out there listening you might not need to either i'm not telling you how to live your fucking life but yeah, i don't fucking i don't do. but if shit.
1: you're doing things like my life is starting to branch out to where i kind of have to write it down to get all the
0: yeah i i have to or else any time that i i haven't in the past or times when i've slipped and forgotten to, to keep a track of it i'll i'll have situations where i'll like Oh, I need to pay my fucking phone bill and I'll pay it and it's set up on autopay and I just paid it fucking twice. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just like, what the fuck?
2: Dude? Yeah, God damn it, I'm going <laughs> my stint in poverty. Yeah, yeah, then I'll be broke for two Well, days, you know, your you problems
1: know? are not as bad when you're switching from like, I remember being upset because, oh, shit, my bank's overdrawn again, you know? And now, like I said, oh, damn it, I spent this money on that one. I wanted to spend it on this even though it didn't, yeah. there's no...
0: I mean, it's growth for sure. It's an indication <laughs> of,
1: of progress. Or like I accidentally paid – I I paid my credit card off in full this month because I wasn't thinking about this. That's what
2: accidentally I, – because I have it on auto draft just to like completely pay my credit card off every month because I don't like to have like that type of debt specifically. And uh, that happened to me last month. I forgot to pay only half because of the way like the paychecks rolled on mm. over in order for rent. I was in poverty for days. <laughs> like $20 to my name and running on E and empty. It was – it was
0: I punish myself though I sanctioned myself because even if I fuck my money up, I still got like like forty thousand dollars in credit lines mm-hmm. but I'll be like no be yeah, like, card- I'll be like I'll be like, no, you're not buying food with a credit card, you damn I- bitch. It's like, it looks like you're eating ramen for the next four days. Oh,
2: dude, yeah. ramen's good. I Get have. Them. Throw I an keep, egg in there, some frozen vegetables. Uh-huh. Mm.
1: I, I keep sardines and oysters, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all yeah, kinds yeah. of canned food in my yeah. trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I okay. could live out of, and I have like soups and vegetable yeah. soups, and I have all kinds of canned food. I could I'd live them out of my fish. trailer probably for a couple months right now without having to buy any other food. i oh, love tin fish, man. If I had to, you know. Yeah. Do
2: <laughs> you slice it up? Put like a little sliced
0: onion, tomato
1: on it? On the, on the oh, sardines? Conker? Yeah. I just eat them like that.
0: Oh, you see yeah. That Sometimes, oh, yeah. oh yeah, Me and this dude will fucking sit down. Like if we're out, if we're out fishing, hiking, camping, whatever. Me and this dude will sit down in front of everybody and eat like two cans of fucking sardines. It's the People are looking thing. at us like oh, we're disgusting them. I
1: got to be respectful at work because when I eat them and I throw the can away, I don't throw no, don't, it away. You don't, you I don't, don't throw it away. No, well, no, I just throw it away. Or well, like if I still have juice left, I'll pour it on the crackers.
2: Well, stuff yeah, that's fine, but you still got to rinse it.
1: The can? Yeah. Well, I just throw it in the garbage. But now I don't just <laughs> throw it in the garbage in the office with my coworkers. I, I actually, I take it. Did if someone I, say something to you? I yeah. a couple times in the past. Yeah.
2: Because it fucking rotted overnight and stank like hell the next day. From me? Yeah. When? No, not, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying exactly what's happening because oh, yeah. I know what happens there. Yeah. No, no, no. Now, I, now
1: I, this happened a long time ago when somebody complained about it. But now I just, if I ever eat sardines in, at work and I throw them in the garbage, I throw the garbage out right away.
0: Yeah. You can just rinse the can. Mm. it accomplishes the same thing
2: yeah but you don't i mean have to waste, waste bags waste like whatever
0: <laughs> but good on you get on you for uh seeing an issue and and finding a way to uh not be a problem anymore
1: congratulations
2: <laughs> so it's funny it's did you grow up on tin fish is like a, a thing or
1: did you yeah because up? we would take them fishing with us for our fishing snacks mm-hmm. so I'm, like and when i was a little kid though because there's difference between the sardines you buy it Johnson's bait and tackle, yeah, you know it's for fish and it doesn't taste good.
2: It's not, it's not the same.
1: Yeah, so but I got used to eating the sardines out of the can with my dad. So one time I'm growing, learning, learning different things, and I'm like, I don't know, five, six years old. I'm like, oh, the sardines, and I eat one, <laughs> thinking it's you know canned sardines, but it was for we were out fishing one time. Oh god, early in the morning, and I, and I was like, gross.
2: <laughs> I grew so coming like being super Finnish, like in a Nordic, like especially up north, there's like a very large Nordic population. We grew up on smoked herring yeah tin fish I love like, that and crackers too, I love and, and all thing. the time and I love it it's I could eat it for breakfast I love it so much like it's right? just like such like a little cozy homey. one of those like few uh, things that honestly I, like.
0: I wish we could get it here more often maybe at some of the like Asian stores markets whatever but like uh, smoked eel fucking amazing dude yeah so good
2: Yep. I'm trying to think of it. I feel like I've... I, I do not remember. But I, think I think the it. Asian market right off 4th Street has it. Yeah, in, I might have freezer. to check
0: that out. I think I've done refrigeration there. So I, I've seen it here and there, and I've gotten it whenever I saw it. But, you know, like uh, one of the times I was road tripping up to Alaska, we found a, like a roadside spot where they had they were probably like fresh local caught and smoked. Mm. God, they were so mm. good, dude. mm. Now I'm starting to get hungry thinking about smoking God damn fish. it. What are we ordering? <laughs> we just now?
1: smoked on the rig, didn't
0: we? Are we going to <laughs> order? Oh, that's what it is. It was a cannabis talking.
2: Are we going to order some food and hopefully DoorDash, like, fucks up the order to get free food again? Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. I
1: might do that. That was awesome. Uh, my brother Ben used to work at a restaurant that we, he would call me. I me some food. I love time. He'd call me and be like, hey, Mike, call and order a pizza and then just don't come pick it up. I'm like, okay. So I gave him a fake name when he worked at Skip's, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: And then, and then you just get a fucking... Yeah. Just get,
1: you're like, oh, it's up for grabs, I guess. Yeah, I'd be at work. you would be like, Mike, call in and tell him your name is John. And you order a pizza. And then when we close, no John? All right, let's eat No John? <laughs> That's hella funny.
0: All right, so uh, we're running up on another 30-minute break. And we're going to have a word from one of our illustrious sponsors. <laughs> and uh, I look forward to y'all hearing it because it's one of my favorite. But uh, when we get back... What we're going to do is we're going to kind of break down a little bit more of the personal accountability side of this, and then we're going to wrap it up with some new and exciting um, information about the podcast. So uh, see you soon. Oh, boy, do we have a special treat for you guys today. Unlicensed and unhinged, first drug company sponsor. Are you tired of drug-damaged nose or an upset tummy? Do you hate waiting forever for your recreational chemicals to kick in? Are you the type of person who enjoys rectal stimulation? Here at Whole Foods, we got your back and your bum. Whole Foods is a groundbreaking company, the first to offer all of your favorite drugs and safe and convenient butt plugs. Learn more today at WholeFoods.edu. H O L E F O O D S dot Edu. Thank you. <laughs> And we're back once again. Before the break, uh, I said that we were going to get a little bit deeper into personal accountability. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with Alex with the following question. Oh, God. When it comes to personal accountability for you as a person, um, what are the things you struggle with the most and what negative effects has it had in your life? That's part one of the question. Part two is... What have you been able to overcome, and what benefit has it brought to your life?
2: Okay, this is the thing I want to apply in my life right now. <laughs> so I'm in the process of moving now in my oh. apartment too.
1: You don't say. I fucking hate this shit
2: <laughs> because part of it is because you know I was trying to find, as I, I talked about earlier, I was trying to find like my happiness and where I wanted to be, and it's for me. Even though I wasn't running from my past, it was a little bit of an escapement of my parents' clutches, like to where they were not being on my ass anymore. It was like I was creating a life for myself and my own happiness. And so when I would move, it was just a little bit of a reminder of I didn't pick correctly this time. And so it was kind of rough for me, even though it was like a positive transformation of what I was doing. It was a positive move I was making, I was doing it right financially like for the right reasons. moving my, But there was like that little fucking soul sucking piece of shit in my brain that would always be like, well, you failed again. Oh yeah, Like, yeah. you know, like, and that's really where I have like a problem currently in the moment is going back to my apartment makes me feel and packing it all up kind of makes me feel like, oh, I failed again. Even though one, I love Reno. I'm not leaving Reno. I'm moving into a happier position in my life where I'm moving in, you know, with my partner, just bought, we just bought a house and it's like the right decision for me. But it's still that little chirp that is incorrect this time, and it's hard to kind of come over it a little bit and just to remind myself, like, it's there. Like, I can tell that um, my mental health kind of changes a little bit during that time. Like, just like these weird little habits that are, like, kind of self-soothing that I have will kind of kick up. And my uh, my partner brought it up to me actually, and he was just like, "You're kind of doing some weird shit." I'm like, you know, like, and I had to explain to him like these are kind of like little self soothing things that I have. And he was like, "Oh, okay, you know." He's like, "How can I help?" And he's so sweet. He was like, "How can I help you overcome these?" And in a way that makes you feel comfortable and secure and safe within this this environment that you're coming into. And and like that was so sweet. And like it was really eye opening to realize like one, it's not just me alone, but I also have a partner that's like here to help pick me up when that time is. So, like, that is, like, a big thing for me. If it's something that's mildly triggering for me from my past, I have a really difficult time moving myself forward. But for the most, 99, nine, I would even say 95% of the time I'm able to do it by myself. But that other 5%, I really need help. Yeah. It's, like, to have, like, whether a friend or has stepped up in the past or a partner has stepped up now or it's been, like, Alex, put your fucking big girl panties on.
0: You know, sometimes that's a critical piece, of, yeah, of the puzzle. It's usually
2: mushrooms. Sometimes that will like trigger that for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious, yeah, like good old mushroom trip. Yeah, good old mushroom trip. Sometimes it'll trigger it for me, but other times it's uh, someone else that has to remind myself of my worth, and that's kind of a major thing that I kind of sometimes self doubt in my
0: life. Mm. Yeah. So,
2: what's the second part of the question?
0: The second part was what have you what have you overcome that was an issue in the past, and how has it benefited your life?
2: Oh my God, my entire childhood. Yeah. Like yeah, I. Again, I was having, I was talking with um, my partner about this and how traumatic and violent and unstable and awful it was. I I legitimately do not. I really don't have any happy memories from my childhood, but like maybe glimpses here and there. But overall, it is I would have to say ninety nine percent of it was very. Uh, destabilizing, emotionally traumatic, physically, sexually, like mentally traumatic childhood. And for me to be able to move on, there was a moment when I was in college and it was a kind of a major breakthrough, like, right, I think I had been 19. And I just realized that you know, I can either sit on this and continue my life forward playing uh just living in my past or I can live for myself for the future. And it just it just doesn't fucking matter. Like I did my eighteen years of jail time essentially. Yeah. I put eighteen year sentence in and I can live another eighty years without with full of life and miraculous and miracles and the energy of what it could provide for me. And that moment was like really pivotal because I mean I, it took me a long time to get to where I'm at now. Sort of thing. But I feel like that's a constant growth that I'll be working on throughout my entire life. I don't think that's something that you necessarily will ever get rid of. But as long as I continue living for my life versus for my past, I think that's something that will always propel me forward because nothing can be ever worse than my past in that regard. You know, 18 years. I'm 18 out this year. I'm 18 in, 18 out because I'm 36. Mm. Yep. Yep.
0: That's interesting. I haven't even thought about that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm 36 or, no,
1: that you were you were in, you said you were in jail for eighteen years? No, I no. <laughs>
2: fucking childhood. God yeah, dude, I'm thug as Mike. fuck, motherfucker. Like, how old are you?
1: I'm huh, forty-seven, Mike. bitch. Did you see me look at you? <laughs> I, I was know. Like, I was did like, you see me look at you? I was trying to let you, you, miss, you finish. You missed that. You, you missed, like, the, you missed corral- the allegory, the, dude. Yeah, yeah.
0: The cor- Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, Mike! Right over your head. You no, know,
2: I'm from Detroit, man, but I ain't that like. I ain't that wild. I'm a little wild. I've been in jail a couple of times. Okay, I'm not jail since.
1: No, well, I was like, how is she this, but. Together in society To clarify like, Mike She was
0: referring She was referring To her childhood No as, I, get yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get it now Yeah I get it now Clarify in case Anyone else out a, there I Missed a stu- that I a No
1: I,
2: I, I've been to jail Okay <laughs> yeah. I am part of the Degenerative crew Over here But yeah, I have yeah. not been to prison I was talking about 18 years of Childhood Fucking time oh,
1: I get, it. I get, I I get it now I get
2: it Yeah 18 years Now I'm 18 years out 18 in and 18 in I was like "How my hands yeah, are... yeah. Boom And I think Cheers I'm very good. Same cheers. here Honestly Relatable are, 18 in, 18 out. Over. Thank you, Mike. Cheers, Thank cheers. You.
0: But yeah, that's a great, that's a great perspective and a great takeaway. Um, Mike, the same question to you. Do you need me to reframe them, or do you got them?
1: Accountability.
0: Yeah. What, what failures in personal accountability have you had in your past, and what damage did they do to you or your life? Part one. Part two is, what accountability issues have you overcome, and how have they improved your life?
1: Accountability failures. I'm fucking perfect. I know I'm so good. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: never fail at anything.
1: Oh, well, I'm trying to think, like, to myself or someone else, like, cause I. It doesn't I,
0: matter. The self-accountability is the overall subject, but the the spirit of what I'm asking you is, what what failure points or trip or or pitfalls have you encountered in your past that have fucked your shit up, and then. What have you overcome, and how did it improve your life after
1: overcoming it? Overspending, I guess, yeah. Definitely okay. overspending. <clears throat> um, yeah. Not, and, and I guess I did have a credit card when I first turned 18, and I was pretty independent financially, um, but I didn't think about the long-term effects, and I had a JC Penny card and i closed it out instead of <laughs> keeping it open dude i but it was always maxed out because i worked there but why jc penny because i worked because i worked there that's why so i was working for ups uh early morning so am preload and then christmas time it's like midnight to eight eight in the morning and then yeah. you work and then you work more you work a day job too so i worked at jc penny um in the men's section putting ties and stuff on fixing the shelves and stuff but anyways yeah i got a card because i worked there and i didn't know how credit worked and just kept it maxed out always, all the time, making payments on it, and then I closed it because I was like, "Man, I'm spending too much money on this stuff all the time." And then I should have just kept it open and never used it.
0: Right. So once you once you close it without the financial literacy, you didn't yeah. realize that that had a major effect on you, even though you paid off the balance.
1: Right. And then Cause the, no one fucking teaches you shit. No, they don't shit. teach you. Yeah. yeah. So then another, th- I tried it's to a go. a big to, problem for I sure. I tried to go to college too for a semester, but because of the financial situation, I didn't qualify for any aid. But my parents obviously can't pay for it for me, you know. So right, yeah. I got a credit card to try to do that and I quickly realized that I'm not going to be able to afford college either.
0: Yeah. So like,
1: the fuck. <laughs> so those two credit cards kind of, you know, were a failure. So well, yeah, we'll say that. And then now overcoming that, learning about credit and where I where I sit now with my cards and what I'm using them for and when I got them, I got them not out of a need for something else, but as a as a as a strategy to build.
0: Excellent. Yeah, um as as a someone close to you from the outside looking in, I have to say I'm real proud of the progress you've made just in like the 4 years that we've been friends, man. It's good to see that you've taken your financial future seriously and that you're doing all the right things, putting all the right pieces into play.
1: And you got to have the pieces in order to play. I'll say that because yeah. up until now I haven't had the income that I do and that that plays a big part I'm being able to make financial moves for sure. So that's
0: a big, that's a big part of it. But even then you could be making what you're now, what you're making now and spending and living like you were then. And you would be no closer to those goals. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can make 500,000 a year and still fuck up everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter the amount really as much as the fundamentals below and the discipline financially and the personal accountability that it takes to you know check yourself when you're fucking going off the rails which yeah. is, which leads me into my whole perspective on this when i when i answer to answer the same question i asked you guys um, when it comes to personal accountability i have s- had so many failures my entire life and they've and they've drastically affected in negative ways both myself and all the people in my life that i've loved and you know it would we could be here on a whole nother 4 hour episode to talk about that but i'm just going to highlight I'm just going to highlight basically one of the big things that I've been working on the most and that's that's with the way that I treat people and and the way I deal with the people after I've hurt them. And you know, my personal accountability has lacked a lot throughout my life in that and when I think when I put a lot of thought into why that is, it, you know, it takes back and this is not to make excuses, but it takes me back to my childhood you know for so much of my life i had to compartmentalize all the bad shit that was happening to me and i had to basically ignore it you know like okay next moving on moving on moving on survive 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 and when you're in that repetitive pattern of survival mode you know what i mean you you're not you're not able to hold other people accountable for the things that they're doing to you you're only just trying to emotionally and and maybe spiritually get past that right so it's not an excuse to now carry that same mold forward to my own actions. You know what I mean? You can't make excuses. You can't make the the excuse of all this bad shit that happened to you for so long in your life. You know what I mean? That's After, the way I am
2: is because yeah, of how I was raised. Yeah. It's like right. you can't have it's that.
0: a bad That's bad logic. Mm-hmm. Y- you have a responsibility to be accountable. For the fucked up shit that you do, regardless of the origins of that fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. And that's a lesson in this last year that I've really had to like fucking. It's,
1: it's not your fault, but you got to deal with it.
0: Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's not your fault that you have those, those triggers or those preset reactions to things, but it is your fault if you continue that cycle. Mm-hmm. So in that way, you have to be accountable. And that's like I was saying, in this last year, my last relationship, a lot of the things that have happened, you know, I've, I hurt people, I broke hearts, Including my own, and I had to come to the table and be accountable—not with only myself, but with the people that are close to me, you know. And I had to—I had to make things as right as I could with as many people as I could. And—and and it hurts to know that my my immediate reaction to things in any situation is not the care and love that I actually have for people. You know what I mean? It's shitty to—it's shitty to run up against. The, the lesser parts of yourself again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And what it takes is the right amount of heartbreak and the right amount of, of tenacity, if you will, to, to yep. start making a change to those behavior sets mm-hmm. and, and to those you know triggers and things of that nature. So it's been a really big process for me, having thought I ironed out so many things in the last 10 years, to come back to the table and realize I still got a lot of work to do. And that—that that is the personal accountability that I wish everybody finds sooner rather than later. You know, for whatever the individual thing. For y'all, it might be totally different shit that you, you have to deal with and that you have to be accountable. But being accountable to yourself is the only way. This is a step zero to making positive improvement, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts or perspectives on any of that?
2: You know, I was kind of wondering when you brought up about um, reflecting on your behavior towards other people and how it can affect and how your reactions and when they tell you that something can happen, I immediately wondered about your childhood, you know, because most people who are in those situations obviously were abused, like went through some situations, but also their parents were also reactive when they were, um, Brought up about their behavior, and so they probably weren't able to accept their own actions and the way that they treated people, or anything like that. So you didn't really get good models from from that aspect as well,
0: too. One hundred percent, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's totally fine, but it, you, you know, and that's a pretty normal normal thing, and you need to understand that. That's not. Oh,
0: I know. Yeah, I, I'm aware. I like. It's just you have to be conscious of it yep. and continue. So you can't ever think it's a dragon you beat, you know?
2: Correct. Like I brought up earlier, either you can, can you can continue living in the past or you can live for your future. And right now I think being, um, I, I think there comes a point when people are like, oh, well, you know, like as a kid I went through this and like this is the way I am. I think once you are halfway in, halfway out, like there comes a point when you've been 18, like say 18 was your cutting point. You have 18 years to get your shit together and that that does not become an excuse anymore. Or you just kind of turn out to be like, I'm sorry you didn't progress or grow as a human at that point.
1: And that that timeline can be very generous, too, because I feel like once you're in, in those adult years, it could take a lot shorter of a time or experience to go through something that makes you go, oh, wait. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it really shouldn't take 18 years if you had 18 years. You know, but, but I mean, it can. Like, uh, but I'm sure it can. You have
2: to think. about... Well, yes, but you have to also think about the amount of trauma that the, some person has gone through. That depends. Yeah. You yeah, know, it depends
0: like, on like, 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 and it's also the awareness. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you're not the, if, you're, if we're getting better societally where people are are having these conversations more often. Mm-hmm. But if you if you throw it back to like our parents' generation, nobody until they were deep in their forties or fifties ever had a conversation like this in public, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So for like your dad, my dad, her dad's generation, they might not even been aware of, of these pitfalls and these reoccurring behaviors as a thing, you know, as a concept, Mm -hmm. Uh, they were still just in survival mode. And, you know, some people live their whole lives in survival mode. And the amount of people that talk to a therapist, in, even in modern day society, even in our age bracket, is still extremely low for what it would cause to make like a mass shift of mental health societally. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we still got like culturally a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah big time.
2: Yes, we do. I mean, look at who our previous president was, and look I at mean, our current. Look at
0: all of them. Look dude. at all. <laughs> of them. I was gonna say, yeah. that,
2: look at our current one, just trying to fucking put a band aid on it, and he's barely even having to have any sticky tape to stick
0: to it. That man. That man. Will not be fucking coherent through another no.
2: Fucking I, if even video. even if he just was an option, against like against I would against against not it. vote. I would. I'm absolutely not voting for him. It's like a he's, yeah,
0: circus. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I
2: it's hot, <sighs> at this point, I doubt it.
0: I doubt it really matters who the fuck is the president. I don't think that that is going to be the way forward. That's not what's, what's going to. Nobody is coming to save us. It's it's going to aliens us, are we're selling about to pop off, baby. Like oh. they're either coming to save us or enslave us.
3: Yeah.
2: Maybe we already are enslaved by that. I mean, we
0: are, we are on some level all in modern society enslaved. So, know. you
2: know, speaking of like kind of getting on this like quick little topic, do you guys think it was really weird that right after they sent out the emergency alert the following day, there's the major breakout of israel and palestine as well as major earthquakes that
1: also happened it's almost like, it, like
2: yeah
0: i mean like. i'm always skeptical of anything that the government does it's
1: pretty coincidental. and
0: i'm always ready to hear any conspiracy and it's not that i like full hog believe in any of it Yeah, but nothing would surprise me at this point <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> thought it was
2: and then also too like with what was happening in new york city and uh yesterday just with um all the the, the pro-violence that are. What was happening. was happening in New York City? So in Times, square, <coughs> in Times Square, there was like a major, almost like riots that were happening of um, the the pro-attacks from it.
0: Sorry about that. Are okay. you talking about um uh, like the Israel-Palestine uh, yeah. thing? Okay, yeah. so there was huge. Yeah, I, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah that
2: and it, it's just, it's very convenient. And then all of a sudden now, the U.S. is immediately door-knocking to like, get involved with them making plans to get them out of there and along with the Ukrainian war and with Russia and like where the alignment is along with the China with what's happening with China especially like there's something major about to be powder cake. yeah man it's like giving me chills making my nipples hard over here (laughs) I know. Not, I, not out of excitement, not out of, out of not fucking fear. Good way. These are like fear boners over here, man. Like God these aren't God even
0: like goddamn goddamn war boner. Nipples. Yeah, war fear, boner. fear
2: nipples, man. And like no, but for real, because like it's very no, it's, convenient yeah. that that happened. And then when you think about it, just like what in 2016 when um Hawaii was sending out mass alerts from under attack from a missile, and it took them thirty fucking minutes to shut that off and they said oh it was an accident like i don't believe that was an accident because why if it was an accident it would have immediately been taken care of within like five ten minutes for them to take 30 minutes to go quote unquote through the proper channels something was going on yeah something, that got re- re- that, something was going something on that was redirected well. and
0: yeah. then and and in regards to i feel like maybe i don't know that we necessarily have the audience size where we have a responsibility to address major things but i'm going to address this one anyway The the situation in Israel um, and with Palestine, um, it has never sat well with me. You know, I'm not like extremely pro-Israel or extremely Mm -hmm. pro-Palestine. But I do do believe it's a fucking dog shit situation on both sides. Mm -hmm. And there are no good guys. Correct. And in this situation, um, I I kind of wish I could admonish um, the Israeli government. Because even though they were slighted and it was an awful uh, terror attack, let's just call it what it is. Yeah, you know the, you know, led by Hamas. The thing is, you cannot directly correlate Hamas to all of the Palestinian people, and Correct. I believe their leveling of all of Palestine, basically. If you if you've been watching the news, I believe that's just as atrocious, if not worse, than what Hamas did. And so I think we need to, as a as a species. I think we all need to stop living and thinking in that way. That eye for an eye bullshit leaves the whole world blind.
2: You know, yep. uh, yes, and especially with um. What was a country that we like pulled out this past January? Iran, Iraq. No, which one was it? Wasn't Iraq? was it Iraq? we were there for like twenty years. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. I was like, what, what Middle East? I've been East there a couple of times. So we were there for <laughs> 20 years. Yeah, and yeah. immediately the day, like oh, less than a week after we pulled out, and then immediately they took over. It was a waste of time, yeah, resources. And lives. Lives. Yeah. That was my last point on that. Yeah. Lives on that matter. That It does not even fucking involve us. Those, like the people within the, the, that area have been beefing for a millennia. That is never, ever going to change. And, it ties, and that is, that's beefing that we need to stay out of that fucking beef.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think we should pursue any military action that does not directly benefit the U.S. Or, no. Or directly pr- protect the U.S. soil. But, I mean, this all ties back into everything we are already talking about tonight, and I'm glad you brought it up because it's all a lack of fucking accountability. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of fucking leaders, and you, you can hear it in the warhawks in our government. They're all ready to fucking start World War Three over this shit and Ukraine and both because it's so
2: much money because it's money.
0: And but the reality is it's because there's nobody to hold them accountable. Yeah. You know, what if the legislation was designed to that? If you want to vote for fucking war, either you're going or your kids going over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How many of these motherfuckers would vote for it then? You yeah. know, I don't think there would be very many people that would be willing to do like that. Like if there
2: had to be a one person per household no matter what rule, it would be like it, it might have to be me. <laughs>
0: <I> mean, <laughs> I mean, really I'm a bad bitch. The way you I'm, say it. <laughs> yeah. it
2: might like, you know, if you think I, about it, if we're a two person household and one of us has to go, it might have to be me. I mean, it like it might be... mentally traumatize my partner. Like it might be too much for him. And uh, you know, I can, I, I can, I can be a cold hearted bitch. I can, pull, I can turn that shit off. I don't know how he would come back as a person. And, come back to readjust, it. say you only had to do a year. I don't I think that year would do too much damage to him. And that's not saying that he was a weak person because he was in the military before and he he was in the military before. Yeah. I just now who he is as a person now versus who he was almost twenty years ago well, is a completely different And team. I
0: think I think a I think a draft is morally abhorrent, personally. And that's coming from someone who's who served for 14 years and had multiple combat deployments. So I don't I don't think there's anything about the situation in Israel and Palestine, or the situation in, uh, sorry, where I'm, where I'm drawing a blank on the one that Ukraine. was already gone, Ukraine, yeah, fucking Ukraine. I don't think there's any justification for for um, our gold or our blood to be spilled in either of those countries. I just, no. I just can't see it. I mean, I understand the geopolitical landscape and I understand the strategic value of both of these places and the situations in all of the countries around them. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, what benefit does it have to the American people in a time where we're already suffering from fucking record-breaking inflation? (coughs) What benefit is it going to be to us to pour another couple fucking trillion dollars down the drain in these countries? And what are we actually going to achieve as far as the life quality of the average person there or here nothing nothing
2: absolutely nothing because guess what they're gonna start beefing the fuck again two three four years down the road when we pull out they'll immediately start beefing again and whatever their fucking beef is at that point i don't know the beef is always there it's stank and it's rank and it's because they have (laughs) shit that's been building for a millennia and we cannot be involved in something that is based off religious ideas i mean it's you cannot reason with religious no, yeah. idealism. H- human history is doomed.
0: Do- human history is doomed until we get past that one component of mm. of f- fighting over fairy tales. You know, and I don't yeah. say that to disparage anyone's like religious beliefs. fighting over
2: Harry Potter at this point. I mean, point, it's know? fucking
0: ridiculous. The hairs that are split between these religions are yeah. fucking so basic. I mean, even if you look at just Christianity, Judaism and Islam, I mean, they all share the same Old Testament. A lot of people don't even understand that. Mm-hmm. So yes. they're talking about the same God. They're just arguing about what he's done.
2: Yeah, like the same five, <laughs> the, the same five basic principles all exist within every single religion. Right. That'd be like us. That th- it's just a matter of like branching off.
0: That'd be like us three fucking fighting each other over what Luke did yesterday when neither of us actually was there. Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> Our last, yeah, oh, yeah. our last responder, our last responder, our last responder. I was thinking about him on the way over here today.
0: Yeah, he's great. Did yeah, I Yeah, he was him. awesome.
2: I wonder he's, how his Full Metal Combat went. Um
0: right? we, we can we can get an update from him. Yeah, we should shan- call him. I it. saw him post something about it pretty recently, so we will we'll follow up on that for sure. <laughs> I would talk about. And Luke, since that, I know dude. you're listening, love you, brother. Hope you, I hope, Shout you out, Luke f- Luke. I hope you fucking bludgeon some fucking <laughs> armored dorks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But we love it, though. Cause yeah. Because it, yeah. it's like hardcore battle oh, dorks, it's, man. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Battle dorks. Dude. Yeah, battle dorks. <laughs>
2: but I love it, dude. Battle like, dorks. It's yeah. like like the amount of weight that they have. I've been thinking about no, it like, quite It's savage as a bit. fuck,
0: dude. Yeah. Honestly, would not like my odds jumping in fucking suit of armor against like a novice dude who's done it a couple times. I don't know. I don't, I don't like the way that looks for me. You know, I mean, I probably could figure it out and get all right pretty quickly if I picked up that hobby, but damn, dude, the learning curve seems like it would hurt a little. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. Well, all that has been said and done, and we took a little side vent, but I do think it ties re- really nicely back into what we were talking about. You know, I love
1: them looping. It's it's yeah, that's a major accountability conversation.
0: It, you know, <laughs> it is a major accountability issue, and you know, it is also it is also a major sign of indiscipline mm-hmm. because you look across the Twitter Twitter space in the last like four days, a the Twitter Twitter the <laughs> space. For me, it is a titter space, because most of mine are fucking exclusive Titty
2: space or titter space? Titter.
0: Titter space. Not titties? No. Titters and Twitter.
2: Twitter and titters. Titter and Twitters.
0: But anyway, you look at it, and you see, I I see people that I that I follow because they're normally rational, and the things they say are pretty reasonable, and like... They're going all off on fucking the wild sides of this issue with Israel. Mm -hmm. And it fucking breaks my heart to see that because that is indiscipline. If you're a reasonable person, but let's say you just happen to be of Jewish lineage and this turns you into a fucking war hawk when all of your other positions that I've seen prior to this were about reason and peace. I fucking have a problem with that, dude. Just because you now found the thing that's personal to you, you drop all of your rational fucking thought process damn it dude what Mm -hmm. the fuck that is indisciplined.
2: can we talk about 2016 election
0: oh yeah well let's talk about that that's
2: a whole i mean that literally is exactly what you're seeing right there like just kind of based in our home country versus being based in i got my roots over here you know my great great grandma came on over here sort of thing and it's we saw that actually happen in 2016, and we're still seeing the ripple effects from that on a daily basis, still.
0: And, I mean, it's not going to get any – That's that situation is only going to get worse. I'm telling you right now, if I had a prediction, and this isn't a prediction on what I want to happen or anything like that because I have checked the fuck out of our political system a long time ago, but – at the rate things are going, Trump, Donald Trump is going to win the presidency. No,
2: he's I'm fucking not. I'm telling you, he no, is. No, he's then. not. How can you run for presidency when you have indictments and actually going through a full trial based on the felony shit that you're going through? I don't I, think that's possible.
0: It is possible because there's only there's only a three set of conditions to what it takes to what? run for the presidency.
2: Don't tell me it's good
0: credit. You have to be over 35 years old. Sign me you up. You have to have been born in the United States. All right. And there's one more. What is it?
2: Better not be good credit because I going to run now. No, no. <laughs>
0: But I'm saying, like, there is no precedent for it, and they cannot stop him from running no matter what. Even if he's in prison, they cannot stop him from running. So that being said... Interesting. With the way... Th- the, the, Sully. Now I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not pro-Trump by any means, but what I am saying is, with how bad the Biden administration has yeah. boggled every single situation globally... Every single situation. The, the likelihood of Trump winning again, in my mind, no. is super fucking high. It's pretty high.
1: likely. No. <laughs> it's pretty likely. No! i just a, think, as it's a woman, as I a, think it's hilarious it's it's
2: not funny because you know as a like a white cis it's
1: gonna trigger a lot male, of
2: people <laughs> well think about it like as a white single straight male you guys have the best advantage for him winning as a female i'm already at a serious disadvantage about that you know and, and don't shrug your fucking shoulders at it won't
0: me. make any difference for my life no it won't but not. it
2: will make a difference for Females, it'll make a difference for the LGBTQ community. It'll make a difference for immigrants. It'll make a difference for the minorities in this country. As a white, single, straight male, you have the best chance of coming on the higher outcome of President Trump, of not, excuse me, not President Trump, but ex-President Trump winning, whereas everyone else will feel and suffer the consequences from that.
0: Well, I don't disagree that his rhetoric is extremely damaging to a lot of people. Yeah. But what I will say is I think that your perspective on that is more emotional-based than it is is, mm. is factual, and I'm going ha- to highlight why. So other than his rhetoric, which is damaging and hurtful to people, nothing about his politics is any different than the rest of the Republican Party's game plan. So that being said, the legislation and the things that move forward under his presidency – are not going to be any different than any other Republican president I, that goes over. So well, it's not I, going to change women's rights. It's not per, going to change... Well, it, it did. Any, it, what I'm saying, it's not going to change it any differently than the rest of the Republican Party. That,
2: well, I don't believe that's true because he elected... He nominated two... Uh, how many Supreme, people? Supreme uh, yeah, Supreme how many Supreme, yeah, it was more than two, but the two horribly conservative ones. Completely changed that landscape because of the fact, like, those are life-term seated positions there. Certainly. And those people who are voting in these, like federal laws that are going into place like really do affect people there's women in states who now cannot get uh, they don't have the choice to make a decision about their body whether for reproductive choices there's women bleeding in the thing that has
0: very little to do with Donald Trump and, everything and it has to a do. direct,
2: okay, you know what, this is not the conversation, this is <laughs> not the time, because we've got like a yeah. four hour conversation about this, because it has a direct repercussion of his presidency due to him nominating yeah, but those people. Any, any other Republican, Republican could have chose anybody else, but he chose these staunch, uh, like Catholic, along with like a, a serious... And right-wing conservative religion to be going on to. I'm just saying the Republicans
0: would have done the same shit. They
2: would could have chose anybody else,
0: but they wouldn't have. They you don't know this.
2: Republicans. We can't change the past. Republicans'
0: principles are exactly the same across the board. Like they're all going for the same thing. So the Republican Party and its direct attachment to pseudo fucking Christian religious principles is the real problem. Just And that's not to say that I'm like a fucking Democrat either, because mm-hmm. fuck both sides. I'm dude. a
2: libertarian, proud yeah, representative over here. Fuck both
0: sides, dude. Then There's no good answers. There's no good guys. Well, it, the
2: beautiful it, thing about the Nevada is we are 33% registered libertarian in the state of Nevada. We that's pretty have, good. That's got to be one of the highest We states, are right? the highest state yeah. within it. We are a battle-born state. Yeah. We have actually the opportunity to make a switch within the country regarding that. So all of your viewers listening, make sure you watch and listen and really Listen where your vote goes. I even mean, if vote, you, vote your
0: conscience. But. Vote your
2: conscience. And even if you think it's something, because I saw, what's his name, Robert? one of the fucking Robert Kennedy yeah yeah. Robert Kennedy I actually
0: liked a lot of what he had to say I
2: agree too because he's not quite super fucking liberal and he's not quite crazy Republican and it can really be a great middle ground for the country like why do we have to keep doing the same thing when we can do something different
0: well that is the problem is we're getting two choices and they're both dog shit
2: yeah like why does it have (laughs) to be two why does it have to be yes or no why can't uh it be Uh, something else like we get multiple choice questions all the time in school why can't we have a b c d why does it have to be just a and b i'm
0: thinking i'm thinking it's planned when's the next election is it 26 right yeah so i'm i'm here's where i here's where i land giant flaming asteroid 26
1: aliens well they're gonna use (laughs) they're gonna have an alien representative they're gonna use the alien excuse to get people over the religious fighting i think
0: yeah maybe i mean who the fuck knows honestly the biggest problem is the religious like division among people and it's not to say i shit on people that are religious because there are a lot of good principles about kind of traditional people i do understand everything that they're saying and i see its value
1: it doesn't right air quotes but if the aliens come down and that then that debunks every religious kind of You know what I mean? Almost. No, I don't know. I think the kind of makes them have to come together. Church,
0: the Catholic Church already studied for this. It was like two thousand eight. The the Pope at the time he said, if the existence of extraterrestrial life is ever proven, it does not go against the our belief or the uh, ability for God to still be to exist and be the you know the king Mm -hmm. and also part of it part of this too so he made them too is what they said he's He's like wait
1: uh this is a right there's a (laughs) lot
0: of little amendment to the bible
2: (laughs) there's a lot of religious archaeological um discoveries that have happened that really do align with like a lot of timelines Mm -hmm. i've been watching a lot of youtube
1: lately like the giants and how there was more oxygen and trees were bigger
2: no no there's like uh, i mean i can't that's a whole other topic that's a a different podcast we'll save that for mr that'd that'd be a great one actually but there is a lot of information out there that actually co uh, that aligns with timelines along with all over the world things that happen like the great flood whatever the fuck that thing is called I can't remember mm-hmm. but like when it Moses was sh- parted
1: the Red Sea. No, well, I don't. know oh, you're talking about the flood. You know, there's
2: obviously the fact and fiction within everybody's day day to day. what I'm we bad. experience, but there are some historical and archaeological things that do align with religious timelines. And yeah. so, mm-hmm. whether or not yeah. the aliens had a hand in that to like yeah. come on down and help develop this, I'm not dis believing that no
0: i kind of land in the same place like there's yeah. a lot there's a lot there's too much in the historical record that we have that does line up with all of these the, let's call them the big three religions yeah. right and and there's a lot of that that also ties in to extraterrestrial uh presence and maybe a hand in it you know there's a lot of um, ancient art that shows things that seem to be fucking spaceships. They're I don't fucking, fucking know. They seem to be fucking spaceships. They don't look, look like spaceships. anything else.
2: No, they don't. You I don't know? know what else they could be. Yeah,
0: but all that being said, like it's a dangerous time for the freedom of humanity, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it ties back into one of our previous guests, someone I've been do- doing a little bit of side work on his crypto channel, mm. and, and that's Andrew. And, Boop, you know What's up? And that it's out? just like everything that's come into this precipice it seems to me like it's an indication of a very large scale change to the structure of society and that could go really badly or it could go good but I think it I think it's dependent on what we as individuals decide to do you know and I think we all have a responsibility to live better do better be better and to try to strengthen our communities and to try to ignore and tune out all this bullshit divisive fucking media garbage dude i'm so fucking over it. i haven't watched the actual news in fucking five years honestly no i read yeah i read here and i read there and i always split the difference between which which bias i'm i'm getting yeah you know
2: i i the only thing i really have about this whole new world order quote unquote is those motherfuckers better not be telling me what i can and cannot eat (laughs) <laughs> food. I still have a real
0: problem. Bro, fuck it. Cricket Burgers. <laughs> dude, I mean, I, steak, I, dude.
2: Legitimately, like, I thought about that for weeks after I a cricket because burger. Of how much that, like, it really irritated me because I, obviously, we talked about earlier, like, food is, like, a very big and serious thing for me. And if they're going to be telling me, like, I can't be having good food tied to my credit, like, fuck you. Suck my dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Proverbial. I concur. <laughs> I concur.
2: I have a harness on <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: And now a word around. from our sponsor, I, I Big Dick Bubblegum. I,
2: I don't have a hardness. I'm just kidding. I don't have that. But if I did, he could suck it.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, we I have mean, our
2: good news to wrap up on.
0: Yeah, let's go into mm. some. Let's go into some lighter news. You got anything you want to add to that before we go, Mike? Into this, Mm-mm. anything? Nope. You're good on it. I'm Good on it. Alright yeah I get, It's a down I fucking hate Talking about it even dude. Why Because I well, Just the government shit oh, like, yeah.
2: oh, It's not fired talking it's up have, It's
1: just have, such a dog shit I have six habits For everyone to work on To free themselves From the matrix
0: Alright let's hear it
1: Seek clarity Generate energy Raise necessity Increase productivity Develop influence And demonstrate courage
0: Fuck yeah That's
2: beautiful I'm behind all of that
0: Yeah, yeah I love
1: that, that was good I feel
2: game. like it should be seven Because seven's a magic number
1: Mm, Six. Got to come up with one more. No, six because it's kind of culty.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Seven's a magic number.
0: Now, a word from our sponsor. Please join our cult.
2: Culture. <laughs> dun, dun,
0: dun, 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 dun. General
2: appearances. We just need one more on the crew.
0: Oh man. Maybe huh. we'll maybe we'll get him a magnetic one.
1: No, no. <laughs> a fake one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just for like the
1: character curve. Yeah, yeah, be yeah, funny. yeah. A fake dick ring. All right. So mm-hmm. we
0: are going to lighten the mood and, and give our longtime listeners just some more information. Exciting uh, information. Some exciting information. Um after after reviewing the analytics on Spotify, they've added a new feature that shows the impressions, and the impressions are for the last 30 days, how many times your uh work, your your podcast has popped up in front of people and those impressions, our impression number for the last thirty days is five thousand three hundred and thirteen. So that got me thinking that's just one carrier of the podcast. And it's been something that we talked about a long time. To, to expand it out because I know I've met people and I've told them about our podcast and how it was hosted on Spotify. i are like, oh, I don't use that. Mm-hmm. So that that's limiting our audience. So what I went ahead and did this week is um, our podcast is now available on iTunes, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio, which Woo! are the big three uh, other than Spotify. So that, that gives more access. So please like and share. And if you if you have friends that use either of those three, Or Spotify. Go ahead and fucking send out a recommendation for our work because we're going to keep doing it either way, but we'd love you all to be along for the ride.
2: Bring your friends. Bring your pals.
0: Yeah, we're making a nice little audio orgy over here. (laughs) I
2: love it. I love it. How exciting. Look at us like growing
0: up. Fuck you in your ears.
2: We're out of of diapers. We're in a pull-ups now. I love it. Pull-ups? why not? Pull I, guess, up, I still shit my pants. <laughs> I, think,
1: I think we talked about it on the I get,
0: I get one, I get about one short, a, uh, one short a quarter is what I say. <laughs> That's pretty a good.
1: Quarter, yeah,
2: a, yeah. a quarter. My, uh, like, shart a quarter. Uh, Mike, my best friend, if you're listening to yourself, short your shit, Shart yourself, not Shart, shart your shit, Shart your shit, shart your shit. Shart your shit. No, I swear to God, that man, because like, I mean, Shart your shirt. I've charted myself. Everyone has, you know, like it is what it, he supposedly has never done it. And I'm like, come on, join the club. It's real cool. All the cool real kids cool. do it. All the cool kids do it. Everyone shit themselves. Wish that I, He's like, no, I won't do it.
0: Shart your shit. It would be a good, yeah, a good T-shirt. T- yeah. Yeah.
2: If I short your shit, if I win the lottery tonight, I'm going to only give him five grand. And then for him to wait to get his next five million, he has to short himself.
1: Nice. <laughs> That's a, good deal. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> I would do it. I'd do it for a hundred bucks. So I'd do be. it too. <laughs>
0: uh, another another right. piece of news. Um, it, um, uh, we're not going to talk about who the group is yet, but uh, oh. coming in the future, Alex um, has a line on a pretty talented local band. Extremely. So we're, we're metal band. We may be doing an on-site interview with a local band in the very near future. So stay tuned for that.
1: That'd be a fun, interesting new dynamic to have a group, a band. Yeah, yeah, that'd be
0: kind of fun. And
2: they're all, like, real nice and chill. and
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, I think even theoretically we may be able to have them jam for us. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it'd be real cool. And if not,
0: we can always intro them in um, with some of their music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that being said, um, we did uh, initiate through the last two episodes a little bit of intro music. We've been swapping that out, and we will probably continue to do so until we decide what kind of intro we want to actually create for this long term. So please provide feedback from us via any of the above-mentioned carriers of this podcast. Any feedback that you do put in uh, will come to us, and we will review it. Also, feel free to weigh in on anything that you hear, any changes you might like or dislike or want to have happen on our Instagram, which is unlicensed and unhinged on Instagram.
1: I have an idea. Hmm. If you do think we should have intro music listeners... Maybe post on our Instagram what songs you think would be good for an intro song for us.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. I think tonight, since we kind of came up with mm-hmm. a little bit of house music, I think we can discuss um, Never Not House little show that's going to oh, yeah. be happening on because the it's the Eclipse on. this weekend. You
0: beat, you beat me to the punch on that. I was gonna Oh,
2: out man. <laughs> I'm right on it, baby. So yeah. The we Eclipse is the morning
1: this. of the 14th, right? But it's a Correct. Friday to the 13th party for... Yeah.
0: Woo! So uh, if, if I'm going to be releasing this tonight. So if you're hearing this in the next couple of days... Um, Go ahead and work your way out to the playa because they're going to be having a giant eclipse party out there. It's going to start Friday night at 9 p.m., and it's going to go all the way till Saturday night at 9 p.m. There's a good chance I'll be out there probably just until early Saturday. I'm going to witness the eclipse and then probably skedaddle because I'm not partying that hard. So. But um, it's, the
1: scenery is amazing. It's Black Rock Desert, apparently by a frog pond, or the frog pond or something.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know the exact location yet, but I figure I'll have to figure that out. We'll share it on our, yeah. we'll share it
2: on our Instagram. We'll put it
0: out it, we'll put out the flyer on our Instagram. Correct. I actually have access to it. So, mm-hmm. um, that being said, um, let's go around the table and give our final thoughts. Go ahead, uh, Mr. Mike Gaddy. <laughs> <laughs> I put you on the spot. Yeah, final thoughts. I'm your like, final yeah, thoughts. Uh, conclusion. We want to blast don't, anything. Promote um, anything. Um, tell Tell the. Tell the host how handsome he is. Anything. Anything yeah, that comes to your mind. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: No. Nothing. It was a good conversation. Had a great time hanging out. Um, where, where can they find you, Mike? Find me at Gaddy underscore official on Instagram. And um, oh, I guess yeah. I will end on because I'm I'll probably I was, I've been thinking about branching out and. Doing my art again, which I, is music, and I'm acquiring a space to do that now. Recently, um, starting next month, I'll have my own workshop, basically a couple thousand square feet to wow do lots of things that I want to do.
0: Warehouse in it.
1: i one of my dreams is to build a trophy truck, so I'm gonna start building that stuff. I'm gonna start fabricating and doing art and um, set up a drum room, get another drum kit. Um, yeah, so that's
0: up and coming. Stay tuned for many collaborations for the Mo Better Industries.
2: Love it. Congratulations. Thanks.
0: All right, Alex, what you got?
2: Uh, I think a nice little wrap up on this because I feel like I always have fucking something going on, but I feel like a nice wrap up on this is to listen to yourself. So- listen to your soul. Continue growing as an evolution of a human because at some point or another, you we you can't avoid death and you cannot avoid taxes. Mm-hmm. And you never, I don't know what happens when you go to the other side. No one does, and that's because legitimately it's the next great adventure. But I know that you never want to die with what could I have done versus mm-hmm. what a life I've lived. And I, like we said, a personal accountability, the strengthening of within yourself and moving forward in life and being kind and kind and peaceful to others. Don't be... Supporting violence and don't be shitting on other people's dreams. It's the best thing you can do.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So but I would like to just add one caveat to that. You can avoid I taxes. I was just going to say that. I didn't want to interrupt you. But <laughs> I was going to say you can uh, avoid taxes. You can actually. avoid taxes. It is not recommended though. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah,
1: thank you. Do not. I, mean, I, had, to I, hold, the I had to hold back. Business. You yeah. can do whatever
2: the fuck you yeah. want.
1: You had, such, like, you had such a beautiful outro that I was yeah. like, I didn't mind. want to interrupt that. That was <laughs> fire.
0: Uh One you last thing. Where can they find you? Oh,
2: uh, yep. As always, northern underscore exposure on Instagram. It's the main point and choice as well as unlicensed and unhinged right here on the podcast as well as now uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio and where else are we at?
0: Amazon Music.
2: Amazon Music. God that's bless right. it. How awesome!
0: Expanding. Love it.
2: Expanding yep. the brand. All your Amazon Prime listeners have zero excuse now.
0: That's nice. right. God damn it.
2: Yep. That's right. God damn it.
0: God damn God it. God. You're God damn it. You get free delivery and free music now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <And> then, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. God damn it. Till you. All right. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. All right. So, I wanna. I wanna shut this thing down tonight by kind of getting back to the meat and potatoes of what we were talking about, Mm. you know, when it comes to personal growth, uh, personal accountability and discipline, and just mental health in general, you know, we're going to start doing these on a pretty regular basis. It's going to be on licensed therapy um, for the segment. What I want you to understand as a person, if you're out there listening, if you aren't already seeking some level of counseling and getting a full accounting of all the issues that you have going on, and all the pitfalls that are in your life, you're really doing not only yourself a disservice, but you're doing everyone in your life that you care about a disservice. Get out there, talk to somebody, get some professional perspective, unwind the trauma and the drama of your childhood and start becoming a better person. Be accountable for your actions moving forward. And as you grow and you learn and you learn how to love and treat people better, it's gonna pay dividends, and I want you all to know that there is value in you, no matter what you think about yourself. You just have to find it. You gotta dig it out. And that being said, I'm Jeremy Granite. You can find me at J, underdash, Granite Official, or no, that's not even right. J Granite Official <laughs> on Instagram. You can find our work at all the above listed places: iTunes, Amazon Music, iHeart, and of course Spotify, where you're listening to it right now. Peace, love chicken Rock and, and roll, baby Sorry Rock and roll <laughs> Whatever, yeah grease. I guess chicken it. grease yeah. Would be
2: more like I'm a
3: howdy partner
0: yeah. Fuck yeah With That being said Live from Jerry Lago Good night Woo <laughs>